Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of Tractor Girls Talk, the Ipswich Town women's podcast, uh, part of the Kings of Anglia family. My name is Katie Sandals. I'm the women's football columnist for the East Anglian Daily Times and Ipswich Star. I'm joined, as always, by producer Ross Ross Halls. How are you doing, Ross? Very well. How are you doing? Good? Yeah, not too bad. It's a it's a bit warm today. I don't know. It's not as hot as it has been, but I'm still a bit I'm, I'm a bit muggy. I've just cycled in, and it's a bit, you know, it's not it's a bit clammy. It's not nice. We always start this <laughs> always start this um this series on on the weather, but it is a, a topic that us Brits always like to talk about. If it's you know rainy, if it's sunny, <laughs> sometimes it's too hot, but it's always a standard sort of start of a conversation. It the weather's been it's been a bit wet in it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, I think we've picked a, a time to start this podcast when the weather has been so kind of up and down with it being incredibly hot at times, incredibly wet times, you know, that's just how it seems to be rolling. But um, perhaps we should move on to what we're actually going to be talking about today, yes. Ross, um, rather than the weather. If we wanted a weather podcast, I'm sure, like, sign us up if that's what you want. But um, we're, we're going to be talking about comings and goings today of a different kind rather than the sun. Uh, we're going to be talking about comings and goings at Ipswich Town. Town's just made a new signing, so we're going to be talking all about that. And uh, they've also released uh, their retained list. Um, so we'll be going through that, seeing if there are any surprises, anybody uh, moving on, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, lots, lots and lots going on, Ross. It does, news doesn't seem to stop with town at the minute. You know, moving on up. You know, uh, Amanda retiring. It just all seems to be going. Yeah, lucky us in a way. Like we said <laughs> last week when we started this podcast, you know, you always feel like oh, it's not going to be enough to talk about, but. The last few weeks, it's been every week we've had at least two or three things to talk about. So, yeah, new signing, happy day, the first one of the summer. Um, I'm sure there'll be many more to come. So we'll uh, have plenty of stuff to fill on this podcast. So let's start there then. Um, When we spoke to uh, Joe a few weeks ago, he said that uh, the aim was only to bring in a couple of players, one or two. They had their eye on a few people. Um, There's kind of a feeling around town that that there is that sort of... uh, the, the 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 emphasis on developing players rather than shipping out your whole team and bringing in a new team, uh, which is uh, often the way with a lot of uh, women's football teams. If anybody's been kind of looking at, at some of the higher league teams this season, a lot of them have got rid of seven or eight players and there's a big turnover. Uh, but that's not the case for town. So this week uh, we found out that their first signing uh, would be a player who's played at some of those higher league teams. It's Liv Smith. Um, she's joined town having sort of got previous second tier experience. So for those of you not sure, that's the tier above what town are going into this season. Uh, she's previously been with Charlton Athletic, London Bees. Uh, she's also had spells with Millwall, West Ham and was in uh, youth teams at Chelsea. Uh, before heading over to uh, college in America, which again is pretty standard, isn't it, Ross, for, for players to head over to the US for a bit when they're younger. Um, yeah, so she, yep, she came back, joined West Ham and moved around the second division a bit and now she's coming to town. But Ross, there's a little bit more history to this and to this move. There's a link with Joe, manager Joe Sheehan as well uh, here. Yeah, Joe signs a lot of his um, former players, you know, at Barkin Abbey. Um, of course, he was a coach there uh, back in the day. And um, I think that's good to have them sort of connections. Definitely players at level of, you know, Liv Smith. You know, she's won caps for England at youth level. Um, she's played, got experience in the championship last year. Um, as you said, you know, a lot of players do go over to America if they feel like they want that chance to get that, you know, education, but also play football. 
um, you know, I got an opportunity to miss um, meet um, Liv um, the other week, you know, to do the signing pitches and stuff. And um, she seems like a really nice girl. And um, I think a position that we're looking at, you know, to bring more depth in the defence. She can play right back, centre back. I think she can play left back. So all over the the defence, which is um, always good to have, you know, versatility and all that. But uh, a good first signing, and I'm sure, you know, she's going to come into the team, you know, and be a good character as well. And then have another leader that we need. Absolutely, especially um, if you were listening last week, obviously we had that uh, fantastic interview you did with Amanda Crump, uh, Ipswich Town Women Captain, who's retiring. If you haven't checked that out, it's definitely worth a listen. Really interesting insight onto what, you know, how women's football's kind of changed in the 15 years that Amanda's been playing. But, you know, it is important to have those kind of, those those leadership personnel in the dressing room. And it'll be interesting to see what sort of experience she does bring from those high league sides, especially because that is, of course, where Joe said he he wants the team to be heading. You know, they're looking for this back-to-back promotion. What can she tell them? What, what sort of experience can she bring? Yeah, and of course she's you know played under some notable managers. You know, Matt Beard and mm-hmm. Karen Hills. Um, of course, Matt Beard at West Ham. I think he's now is he now the Liverpool manager. Yes, he, he's changed sides quite a few times. I yeah, believe yeah. he is the Liverpool manager. They're in the second division uh, at the moment. Um, hopefully sort of looking to move back up there. Um, but yeah, no, and she's obviously played alongside some big names as well. Uh, we're talking Lauren Hemp, who many of you may know or may not know. She plays for Manchester City. She's constantly voted Youth Player of the Year um, in the women's game. Uh, she, of course, began her career in East Anglia, just on the wrong side of the border up at Norwich City. But um, uh, what a fantastic talent she is. And, you know, to have played alongside her and uh, Lauren James, who you might have heard of as well. Um, some huge, huge names there, uh, which, yeah, should add to kind of that experience that she brings. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how she's going to get on. And uh, another thing is, I'll let you sort of plug it, but of course she's in the police force, isn't she? Yeah, so we were talking before, I think, we've spoken a few times about how uh, women's football players, uh, especially at Towns level, um, often have other jobs. And um, in... Liv Smith's case, she's uh, just finished her training, her basic training to become a police officer uh, with Essex Police. Um, they did a big piece about her the other week, about how she joined up with them. Um, so, yeah, she's she's finished her basic training. Now, I understand she's part of the Greys local policing team, so that's a bit further south, kind of south Essex. Um, but uh, sort of fascinating that she'll be balancing her kind of town duties with, with uh, police work which uh, I think is incredible. And it just shows the versatility of, of women's football players that they do manage these kind of Hannah Montana, best of both worlds kind of two lives. Yeah. That's perhaps not the best way to put it, but um, it, it's great to see. And she is, of course, only 21. So to, to be balancing that uh, these two sort of careers at such a young age as well. I think um, remembering what I was reading, uh, sort of reading yesterday, she, you know, the whole kind of reason for her changing clubs in the first place was that career move and wanting to to get into the police force um, when uh, her previous clubs, uh, Charlton, I believe, were, were looking to become sort of fully, fully professional, which would have uh, obviously required more commitment uh, to football than I think she was prepared to do at that stage. So it's interesting that she's decided that she still wants to play but also kind of mix that with with police work. Um, but I'm sure the fitness required for for both uh, will complement each other. Yeah, definitely. And 
that that is the risk, you know, are you willing to take if you want to become a full professional player, but then injury could happen or, you know, you just get released by a club and you never know, you may not be able to get another professional club. And that is the sad reality of women's football at the moment. Mm. At the moment, hopefully, you know, in the long term, um, going down the leagues will have more professional football clubs. But um, that's just a risk. You know, are you willing to take or are you looking to drop down and then see where it can take you and have another career on the side? And um, as you said, I'm sure she's uh, going to have to be fully fit for the police work, having to, you know, run after criminals and all that sort of stuff. But, uh, you know, good on her. And um, that's just the thing, you know, I spoke to man about is balancing out playing football and also mm-hmm. having a full-time job and all the training you have to do and all that stuff. And I'm sure Joe is going to um, be happy for Liv to do what she can do in terms of training and travelling and stuff because there's going to be a lot of travelling, as we said before, in the yeah. league we're going to be playing <laughs> in. Uh, you know, once again, I mentioned Plymouth. Cardiff, all those sort of teams. So um, that's just a part and parcel of it. I was going to say, Ross, um, obviously the men had their fixtures released the other day, which I'm sure you were so, so pleased at looking at when those long trips you're going to be taking are. We haven't had, um, for the record, we haven't had the Women's National League fixtures released yet, but I'm sure you're eagerly awaiting so you can sit with your two pieces of paper and cry. Yeah, um, thankfully... (laughs) Thankfully, some of the men's, there's not many bad midweek Tuesday. Like Morecambe, Morecambe away isn't midweek, which is good. But there's mm-hmm. like Cheltenham Town, but that's earlier in August. But I think the, the yeah, the National League fixtures out mid, mid-July. So I'll, um, I look forward to, as you said, having both side to side deciding. I think Plymouth is one. We're going to hopefully, the women's team and Plymouth, um, they're going to hopefully try to get that fixture the same as the men's the same weekend. So they can have a nice, nice little double header. So hopefully that can that can work out. So I can yeah. go down to Plymouth on the Friday or Saturday or whatever, and then be have a, a nice weekend in Devon. That would be fantastic because that would be good not only for you, and I appreciate yeah. that is very good for you. Uh, we we only want the best for you here on the podcast, yeah. uh, Ross. But um, also great for fans who might be heading down for one of the games to stay on, watch a bit more town action, get involved that way. Um, but yeah, no, that would be that would be great for everybody involved. And um, but yeah, like we say, um, we'll bring you more on the fixture list when it comes out in a few weeks' time. It'd be interesting to see kind of where those matchups are and where things are a little bit more difficult for us. Uh, but stay tuned. Uh, stay tuned for that one. Um, but yeah, no, so fantastic to to see Joe um, sort of making such a positive signing in Liv Smith. Um, she had plenty to say about how excited she was about joining the club. I think she's sort of really bought into where the, the club's going. In fact, we're going to hear a bit from Liv Smith now talking uh, with Ipswich Town Women's Press Officer Kieran Stanley. Well, Liv, firstly, welcome to Ipswich Town. How does it feel to have signed for the club? Oh, honestly, it's an amazing opportunity that Joe's gave me to come here and I'm so excited to be a part of this club. How did the move come about and uh, what attracted you to join this club? Um, so I've known Joe um, since I was 15. Um, he used to coach me back at school when I was at Barking Abbey and I heard about this opportunity for a few years now and I just felt like the, it was right for me to come now and the club's going places and just turned professional so it's a really exciting opportunity to be part of. 
for Portman Road today. Obviously, yep. uh, a fantastic stadium. Yep. What are your first impressions of the club and of your new teammates that you're going to be meeting? Very yeah, soon? honestly, I know some of the girls anyway, and they're all very welcoming. Um, I'm excited to be a part of it. This is obviously an amazing opportunity, and the stadium's amazing as well. So, yeah, just excited, really. Played around 20 games in the championship last yes. season. Are you hoping that your higher level experience will translate here and you'll be able to help use that experience for the other players and for yourself as well? Yeah, I'm honestly so excited to just join up with the girls and start pre-season really. Um, obviously my experience in the championship last season will, I think, will help the team massively. But everyone's got experience. I know some of the girls have got England experiences as well. So I think as a collective, we should be really experienced and hopefully get promotion. You've worked under some big names in the women's yes. game. Matt Beard and Karen Hills, yes. just to name a couple. But you're reunited with Jo. Just yes. how much of an influence was Jo on your decision to come here? Um, jo was a massive part of me coming here. Um, like I said, I've known him for years. And he's always believed in me. And I think he's gave me this opportunity. Um, and I just feel... He's always, he's always had my back, so um, I'm just lucky to have this experience, really. And finally, you've signed at a very exciting time for the football club with the American takeover, the yes. Ed Sheeran sponsorship, yes. of course, and promotion to Tier 3. Just yeah. how much are you looking forward to getting started here? Honestly, I can't wait to start pre-season and just be a part of this club, really. It's just an exciting opportunity, and like I said, this is an amazing chance to come to the club. And that was Ipswich Town Women's new signing, Liv Smith, talking to uh, press officer Kieran Stanley, uh, head of uh, joining the club. Ross, she seemed like a, a real character. Yeah, she seems like a really chatty girl and um, said some good stuff in interviews. She did, you know, the good thing, she didn't do as many cliches. You always get that with, like, definitely with the men's side, the interviews, yeah. <laughs> Big, great club, you know, great to be here and all that sort of stuff, all the cliches you get from interviews. But um, she, she spoke very well in that. Something perhaps the men's team can learn from the women's team. Uh, I know it's often said that uh, about women's football that they are uh, a bit cleaner in the way they play perhaps than some men's teams. Uh, but maybe they could also learn to use less cliches. I don't know. She seems like a really great signing and I can't wait to see her uh, on the pitch for town. Um, so we said at the top it's, it's comings and goings kind of time. Um, I know for both sides of the club, men's and women's, although it seems to be more goings from from the men's but uh let's have a look then they're, at all, the gone. Ret- they're all gone they're all gone <laughs> yeah. uh they've all gone to colchester so um uh, let's look at the uh women's retained list then to see to see what's happening over there it's uh it's fair to say the men's and women's uh approaches to next season have been very different not so many players out the door there um for the women ross no, it's, um, you know, a lot of the, the faces that you know were going to stay are here. Um, the players who have gone, um, well, you know, of course, there's three retirements on that list. You know, George Allen, Amanda Crump, Paige Wakefield. And then in the departing list, if you really think about it, you know, two of them are going to uni. Um, of course, Molly going to America and um, Emma going up to Durham. Um, but the other names on there, you know, Amy Lee, Abrahart, Sasha, um, Adamson, Nikita Ronicles, and Lucy Willison. So two goalkeepers there. Uh, so that is, I think, one position that Joe will be looking at is to uh, bring in a goalkeeper because we just lost two goalkeepers there. Of course, Nikita, who has been, uh, of course, is a coach at the London City Lionesses. Um, so she's not been able to play for us much the last year or so. But, um, you know, an experienced goalkeeper that, you know, is, you know has been a big player um, for us, you know, in terms of those big games against Huddersfield and Man City. Um the Huddersfield game was probably one of our most memorable performances. You know, made some really good saves in that game. Um, but, you know, a loss. But I'm sure Joe has his sights on another goalkeeper and uh, we'll wait and see who will replace her. Uh, 
I was going to say, like we were saying earlier, Joe said that there were only a couple of positions he was kind of looking to firm up, and it, it does seem from that retained list that the goalkeeping position is going to be one of them because obviously, you know, Town are used to kind of running away with it almost um, in for the past couple of seasons. They very rarely let that many goals in at all. It's um, a lot of clean sheets uh, on the books there, which I mean is only testament to to Town's uh, to Town's goalkeepers, but also to sort of the attacking nature of what they've been playing for the last few months, not letting a lot of teams get anywhere near the goal. So, um, yeah, perhaps the time to kind of uh, strengthen that position. I want to, of course, you know, give a shout out to, to Lucy Wilmerson as well, That you know, the goalkeeper, because she she kept a clean sheet and saw, uh, saved the penalty on her debut. Um, I think she signed two days prior. Um, <laughs> so she had a good debut and, you know, she, she was back up for Nikita in the early days, but then became first choice because um, Nikita couldn't um, commit to too many games. Um, she actually is departing because she's going to have a second year at UEA and actually she's changed her sport. She's now going to be playing rugby. Oh, wow. Um, so, you know, that, that can happen at that sort of age. You know, when you go to uni, sometimes you can change your sport sometimes because I know there's been previous mm-hmm. players who have gone maybe to basketball or a different sport or whatever. But, um, but no, Lucy was a good character as well. And, um, you know, as I said, yeah, goalkeeper is a position that we're going to need to fill. That's quite, a, that's a very different game to be going to rugby from uh, football. Uh, but uh, we wish her all the best with that. Gosh, that's uh, quite different. That took, uh, took me by surprise there. But um, yeah, um, and like we said, a lot of the names that you kind of know and uh, love are, are obviously staying, showing again that kind of commitment that Joe's got to, to kind of keeping players on side, um, sort of developing what he the talent and we know he has a lot of talent in that squad how important is it for for the club to have that kind of consistency in terms of players and to not have that big sort of turnover as it were yeah, I think it's very important you know the word you just said there consistency you know having those players that Joe knows he can trust in um, and give an opportunity for those players to to prove they can play third tier football you know I don't think any of the players have played third team football just yet so you worry about that in a little bit because, you know, they haven't got that experience at that level. But also I feel there's a lot of players there I feel could do well in that that division. Um, and, you know, I'll quickly run through the players who are, of course, staying on. You know, Lindsay, Cooper, Lucy Egan, Anna Gray, Eva Hubbard, of course, the captain, Eloise King, Abby Lefriat, Paige Peak, Natasha Thomas and Blue Wilson. You know, they're, they're the mainstays in that, that first team. Um, of course, we've got some, you know, graduates as well. Manny Biggs is one of those. Zoe Barrett and stuff like that. Uh, Sophie Peskett, can't forget her. Uh, she's. It's funny to think, you know, she's going to be an academy graduate, but she's, of course, the first ever professional player. But um, I'm looking forward to how they're going to do in the third tier. I'm sure they're going to do themselves justice and do really well. And um, I'm intrigued how, you know, Tash Thomas is going to do, you know, opportunity for her to show she can score at that level. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to it. Yeah, I was going to say, a lot of those girls have been playing out their skins in the fourth division, so it's really time for them to have some sort of uh, a competitor that is more equal to their talent, I think. And and obviously, you mentioned Tash Thomas there, who we've said before, you know, she has had interest from second-tier teams in the past. So it'd be interesting to see how, how she adapts to third-tier level uh, competitors. Fantastic. Um, something we, we, you know, with all the comings and goings, there is one other change that uh, Town have been looking into this week. Um, it was announced, uh, the Women's National League announced their new Development League and uh, Ipswich Town will be playing a part in that, Ross. 
Yeah, um, you know, we've had, you know, reserves and talent development teams before at the club. Um, but yes, a new, newly formed one is going to happen next year. Uh, the squad will consist of players from Towns ACC. Um, our education partner with St. Joseph's College, of course, where Sophie Peskett, Manny Biggs and many other players who have been doing their education. And also the ITFC Community Trust Programme. Um, of course, there'll be more information we'll find out, but they're going to be playing in basically the the National League Southeast Division, uh, Cambridge City, Cambridge United, Hashtag United, MK Dons, Norwich City, Stevenage, Watford and West Ham. So a good competitive league for our development team, a chance for them to get some football. Um, and you never know, could they progress into the first team? You know, if they impress and do well, we'll have to wait and see on that. But um, I think that's good to have a, a development team in that sort of league when you have them sort of names of the teams that are going to be playing. I think that's good to be part of that. But yeah, no, exciting that Town are kind of uh, have all these kind of threads that they can pull on to to create this sort of to this new sort of team to to play in this league, Ross. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and you know, it's for this region as well. It helps out, you know, opportunity for for players. Definitely the the community trust that has been recently, you know, formed in terms of getting more, you know, young girls into football. Um, and we'll see how it goes. I'm sure we'll try our best to to give updates on how they get on through the season. And um, I'll try my best if I can. I'll, you know, pop down and um, watch a few games, but it's just trying to find the time to watch, you know, all the games, you know, because the, the town side have also got an under 21 set up who play in the, the Super League for the academy. So it's trying to find time to watch all these sort of games. But um, it's just great that there's loads of football that people can watch and, and play as well. Absolutely. And I think it's a real sign, a, a real testament to the the, um, the money, the finances, the development that is going into the women's side at the moment, that there are all these opportunities for players of, of varying ages to kind of develop with the club. Um, we, we've seen clubs, um, you know, that have traditionally done very well, have got those kind of very good setups. I mean, there's a lot being talked about at the moment, um, if you've heard in the kind of women's football world news, um, about uh, our changes to Arsenal, Arsenal's academy setup. But it's clear that clubs like them who have had traditionally very good setups uh, go on to develop incredibly good players but also attract very good talent from elsewhere and uh, we've definitely seen with town how beneficial those academy those development reserve kind of sections can be uh, in the past so it's great to know that there is going to be some way for them to kind of compete and and, and you know continue to develop in that positive way yeah that's, that's the that's the big thing is the pathway for these players to get an opportunity you know and yeah, hopefully the the region it will grow better in terms of the footballing sides, and um, we'll wait and see on you know another great store like Lauren Hemp is the the massive you know poster girl of the the region because she's gone on to do what she's done you know for Man City and stuff. Hopefully there'll be you know for Richard Town. Hopefully one day we'll be up in the top tier and having those sort of players playing at the highest level. But um, at the moment, Lauren Hemp is the one that is we're going to have she's to follow. The one her to beat. Yeah, the one to beat pretty much. And she's definitely one to beat wearing a. Uh yellow and green but uh no uh, i do remember her tweeting actually about uh playing town uh when the draw got announced for the fa cup like she was she was more she was on a personal derby mission i think at that point it was her versus Ipswich town one norwich girl standing yeah, you know she she won she won she won the battle, but uh, will she win the war? I don't know. I don't know where that absolutely came from. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Come on, Ross. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there is there is going to be a lot of uh, women's football from Ipswich Town to to keep up with. And like Ross says, we'll keep you up to date with how all those kind of different sections are doing. I mean, the academy section is pretty exciting in itself because they play some pretty big name teams, and they do 
they tend to do really well as well. Yeah, I think even in the the cup as well, like in the league, they do they do pretty well. They're not normally mid table ish sort of thing, but it, in the the league cup they go in. So I think that they've had two semi finals back to back. Unfortunately, they've not been able to play the the second year because of COVID, but um, they are very com- competitive in that that league. And um, as you said, they play some big names, big teams. Um, you know, future probably who they're playing. A lot of the players they're playing probably are future players to be in the senior team for the Lionesses, the senior team for their clubs. You know, we play Tottenham, Liverpool, and all that sort of teams. So, some big teams you have to play. Absolutely, and and do keep up to date with those kind of squads as well as the main first team because, like I said, there, there's lots of interesting things going on in the club, and uh, yeah, lots to be excited about. Um, but yeah, it's so great to hear you know such positive things about women's football developing in Suffolk, and like you say, we are looking for kind of like a, a Suffolk Lauren Hemp, which I'm sure we've I'm fairly sure we've got one or two at least like future senior lionesses in in the town squad at the moment. So it'll be exciting to kind of follow them as the years go on so and a great time obviously to get involved and and become a fan of the the team if you if you know if you are a listener perhaps uh of the men's KOA stuff and you're just kind of uh, we get us pop up in your feed with our women's football um yeah it's a great time to get involved and we appreciate everyone who's been listening so far yeah thanks everybody and uh, i know they're probably you know getting tired of my voice now on all the podcasts but uh it's been, <laughs> been it's been great to be able to bring this to our to our channels and um, i'm looking forward to seeing fans back at the the gold star and felix though and traveling the country supporting the girls so uh yeah it's gonna Absolutely. be an exciting season and we've got so much more to come in the next few weeks hopefully a few more signings a bit more information about fixtures like we said uh there's plenty more from us to come uh, do do tweet us. We love hearing your feedback. I've had some really nice messages from people saying, you know, that really enjoying it, uh, making us part of their kind of podcast shuffle. Um, yeah, it's great to hear. It's great to hear. So do do tweet us. I am at Katie Sandals uh, with a Y and two L's because I like to make life difficult for people. <laughs> yeah. and, and everyone knows your handle, Ross. They know, they know. Of course, you know, or you know, Kings Anglia um, on Twitter as well. So, another enjoyable chat. The fourth episode of Track the Girls Talk. Hope everybody's enjoyed listening. And uh, yeah, we'll be back very soon. So, stay tuned. From true crime to football, Brexit to football. More great podcasts from Archon. Head to audioboom.com/channel/archon.
www.fm.com/channel/podcast